Welcome to the Apostasy Show, hosted by JLB. This presentation is being streamed via the Dark Matter Digital Network in association with the Infinite Plane Society. You can find all our episodes at the website apostasyshow.com. There, you can also leave audio messages to be played during the show. New episodes are streamed every Monday beginning at 12 p.m. U.S. Eastern Standard Time. The Apostasy Show is an entirely independent production made possible by supporters from all around the world. Check out apostasyshow.com to find out how you can get involved by sharing your treasure, your time, or your talent. But what is apostasy? Apostasy is the act of giving up your religion or political beliefs and leaving behind a religion or a political party. Apostasy is embracing an opinion that is contrary to one's previous religious beliefs. One who undertakes apostasy is also known as an apostate. Basically, apostasy is the act of leaving behind your old belief system. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. If you have begun to peer behind the curtain, then you probably realize that you were taught things as a child which are simply not true. And you probably also realize that if you simply question the orthodoxy of our day, it can make the regular folk around you rather uncomfortable. Some people are not ready for these kinds of conversations, and in many cases, they never will be. But here at The Apostasy Show, we're making apostasy great again. It's okay to question what we think we know, and that's the whole point of The Apostasy Show. Now here's your host, JLB. Yes, thank you, Sereno. This is Apostasy Show episode number seven, and uh, what a terrific introduction. I do love that. So let me just sort out that intro, get that off the screen. And uh, let me know in the live stream chat, is the audio coming through? Well, that's the most important thing. And once we confirm that, boy, have we got a show for you guys today. We're going to take a look at 37 things normies believe. We're up to item number 19. Item number COVID-19, some might say. And then we're looking at 37 things conspiratards believe. And today we're starting with the elite class is evil and seeks to enslave and or eradicate humanity. So, should be a fun show. We've got a voicemail to read out as well. Looking forward to that. So, lots to get through today, plus your live stream comments as well. Speaking of which, let's go and confirm the audio. Let's see what people say. Ivy Bird says, yes, audio good. Nate says, thumbs up. Dirty Benny, Empress Infinite, PE. Everybody says the audio is good. Fantastic. So, let's get into the show proper then. And it is the 29th of March, 2021. So we're about a quarter of the way through this year. Can you believe that? The time just flies. So let's go and take a look. I'm coming to you from beautiful Bulgaria in Eastern Europe. And it's about a quarter past eight local time. We are meant to begin these shows at midday, US Eastern time. We started about an hour late today, which I did let people know in the uh, mailing list and through YouTube as well. So everybody had plenty of warning about that. We will get back to the midday shows next week, but today I woke up a little bit late. I had some things to do when I thought, better just push it back an hour, give myself time to do the things I wanted to do, and get here and be all nice, bright, bushy-tailed, feeling good, which I am, and I hope that you're feeling good as well. And we'll talk about all of that and more. So let's get through the basics then. JohnTheBond.com, that's where you find all my material, including countless free articles, free podcasts. I know a lot of people, if they're new to my material, they're like, why should I pay for this guy's stuff? You don't have to. Tons of free material. Go and check it out. Dark Matter Digital Network. We are streaming through the Dark Matter Digital Network, which just gets better and better every week. New shows being added. And Ab the Fakeologist is now streaming through Dark Matter four nights a week, sometimes more than that. But every Monday through Thursday from about 
I want to say 6.30 Eastern. But don't quote me on that. You can find out more at darkmatter.radio. And here's the thing. People keep complaining, oh, we're being censored, we're being this. Yeah, that probably is true in most cases. However, there are platforms that are not being censored. And Dark Matter Digital Network is a classic example. Go and check it out. The mailing list for johnlebond.com, it is free. If you want to keep up to date with the latest information, join the free mailing list. Link in the info box below. I did send out the after call from two weeks ago, normally just for members of johnlebond.com, now available to all of you for free, direct through the mailing list. So if you are on the mailing list, go and check your inbox. Check your spam folder, check your promotions folder, check your social folder, whatever your platform uses to uh, basically separate the, the so-called real emails from the spam. This isn't spam. People sign up to it willingly, but Google, Yahoo, the rest of them, they still, what's the word? Isolate, sanction. They put these emails in a separate place. So go and check that separate place at your inbox and listen to the second hour from a couple weeks ago. It was phenomenal. And in fact, people have been corresponding with me saying that second hour was fantastic. My reply is like, if you like that, there's more. Go and check it out, johnlebond.com. And if you haven't joined the mailing list, go and do it now. It's free. Take you 10 seconds. All right, the Apostasy Show, there is a website for this, apostasy.com. That's where I'm uploading all of the first hours as MP3s for you to go and check out with the show notes, with the links, everything you need, apostasy.com. There you can leave voicemails, mailbag messages, and we've got a voicemail to read out, not to read out, to play. I play the voicemails and I respond. We've got one for tonight's show. Looking forward to that. I do have a Twitter account as well. I don't use Twitter as much as some people. I mean, some people, guys. This is just my opinion. And who am I to judge anybody? I'm not judging anybody. But I think some people are hooked on Twitter. I'm seeing some people making 20, 30, 40, 50 tweets a day. And I'm thinking... And and some of their tweets I agree with. And I like reading their tweets and what have you. But I'm like, that's a lot of tweeting. If I didn't know better, I'd think some people were hooked on the the so-called dopamine rush. I mean, is dopamine a real thing? Can they test that? I don't know, but we all get the idea of the dopamine rush. I think Twitter, I think it's captured a lot of people who consider themselves too smart to be addicted to something, but I think Twitter is very addicting for some people. Just for some people, not for everybody. And you know what? Maybe it's better to be addicted to Twitter than to alcohol or other drugs or to many other vices. Maybe Twitter is a relatively harmless one. But man, some people are genuinely hooked on Twitter. I try to just check it once or twice a day. I mean, I've got seven notifications here. There's some very smart people on Twitter. And it's interesting, they haven't been censored, from what I can tell. I mean, I know some people are censored on Twitter. But what I'm saying is there are some people who speak the truth, make very insightful observations, and they link to other interesting people, and they're not being censored. Now, I don't... What's censored or deleted, whatever... However you want to describe it, it's not happening to them. I don't know why. I'd love to get your thoughts in the live stream chat. And then, of course, like I said, we go through 37 things normies believe. You can read this entire list of things normies believe. Link in the info box below. And 37 things conspiratards believe. That list is available below as well. So the links in the info box, if you're interested in this information or these ideas or this conversation, the links in the info box are your friend. So with all of that said, let's get into the show proper. I always say that. Let's go and take a look. We have got people in the live stream chat. And what are they saying? Dirty Benny says that he was banned on Twitter. Yeah, I believe you. I'm not saying people are not getting banned. I'm just saying, how come so many people speaking so much truth, good stuff, good links, how come they haven't been censored yet? I'm not saying they should be, by the way. I'm just wondering out loud why why so many people are allowed to talk about their skepticism of quack scenes, my coronas, space, my Bidens, TV in general, how come so many people are still there? I'm glad they are. I'm just wondering why. Why they're still there? I don't know. 
Alpha Four says that Twitter addiction is less bad than Discord addiction. That's a fair call. That's a very fair call. I installed Discord on my phone the other day because I was listening to a chat on Discord, but I wanted to go outside get some fresh air, and I was like, I will just install Discord on my phone. I didn't really want to, but I was like, well, it, I guess I'll just do it. So I did it, and the thing is, my phone is on airplane mode most of the day, so I haven't had a problem with you know touching the smartphone. But I know a lot of people, I mean, the, the smartphone is designed, you could suggest, to be addictive. There's always these little notifications and beeps and what have you. Oh, I just check, I just check. Man, we, we're like goldfish, you know? You put the goldfish in the, the food in the goldfish bowl, the goldfish just wants to eat the food. Now, is it true that goldfish can't, uh, you know, control their own, their own eating and they eat themselves to death? That's what I was told when I was a kid, because we had little goldfish. I was told, don't feed them too much, they, they just eat too much, they'll kill themselves. <laughs> That's what I was told. I don't know if that's true, but you get the basic idea. Sometimes we don't have control over things we, we wish that we did. And I think, yeah, the smartphone, it's, it's like it's designed just to like keep people, keep people stuck on their smartphones. And yeah, I can't judge them because I spend a lot of time in front of this computer. But yeah, I mean, people are hooked on the instant gratification of Twitter, Discord, all these other things. Not necessarily a bad thing, but I think most people would agree it's a gigantic time sink and worse than that. It's plugging you into the hive mind. Humans now are part of a hive mind. Some people more than others. And is we, we think that we're individual. We're separate from the hive mind. I don't think it works that way, guys. I don't think it works that way. I think when humans are bombarded by other people's opinions or thoughts, and most of the lemmings just believe whatever TV tells them, right? We think we're not affected. Maybe we are affected more than we realize. We might discuss that later in the show. Let's see, Connor G says, it's just like Twitter, but better. I think he's referring to Discord. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But anyway, enough of all of that. Let's get into the 37 things and always believe. So let's go straight to that right now. And if you want to see the previous 18 being covered, just go back through the archives of apostasy.com. This is the seventh official show, the ninth show, including the two pilots. We've gone through the previous 18 things that normies believe. All the MPVs, uh, MP3 rather is available at apostasy.com. Also available through your uh, Podbean app if you have one of those or through your Spotify app. All available right now for free. Check them out. I think these shows are terrific, largely because of you guys, with your live stream chat comments, with your voicemails, and with your mailbags. You guys are making this show what it is, and I appreciate it. So let's get into this. Item number 19 on 37 Things Normies Believe. State-sanctioned taxation is necessary and or beneficial for the people being taxed. Okay, so when you're a little child, at some point, someone explains to you what tax is. Like, what's tax? Well, your dad or your mum goes off to work, or both of them, I guess, and they earn this money, but then the government keeps some. Why do they do that? Oh, because they have to repair the roads, they have to build hospitals, they have to pay your teachers. So we have to give them some tax to make everything better. That's, I think that's the basic story of taxation. And for most people, the questioning goes no further. They never look into when did taxation begin? How did it begin? What was the justification for it at the time? Why do we have income tax? Why do we have sales tax? We're in Australia, we've got a goods and service tax. In Europe, they've got a value added tax. I don't know how it works in America, but I'd imagine that your different states have different sales taxes as well. In Australia, we've got fuel excise. So if you're paying $1.50 a litre for your petrol, a huge bulk of that is fuel excise. Why is there so much fuel excise? Oh, well, supposedly that fuel excise goes into repairing the roads and but didn't you say the other taxes for roads? Oh yeah, well that, that also helps the roads and, hmm, all very bizarre. Then you've got extra levies. 
in Australia they've got a Medicare levy, which is like your uh, national uh, medical system levy. How much is that? I think it's 1.5%. Don't quote me on that. But that's a levy on top of your income tax. And then, of course, you've got the progressive income tax. So if you earn a certain amount, you get taxed a certain amount. Then if you go into a higher bracket, every dollar earned beyond the initial threshold is taxed at a higher rate. And then again, and then again. And I think in Australia now there's three or four tax rates. Again, don't quote me, but you get what I'm trying to explain to you. The tax system seems to be very complicated. So we have to pay accountants, okay? Businesses have to pay accountants. People, most people seem to employ accountants. So what do the accountants do? Well, they take care of, of the nitty gritty of the tax. They work out how much you're supposed to pay. They help you pay it. They take a little cut for themselves for their own efforts. So you've got this entire class of people whose job is to implement the tax system. So you've got the government who make the tax rules and they have huge bureaucracies doing this. Then you've got a whole underclass of people, accountants and uh, these kinds of people, lawyers as well. They help sort out how much tax you should pay. They also help you structure your business or your personal affairs to pay less tax, right? So you've got this whole class of people whose job is dependent on the tax system. And then at the end of the chain, you've got the people who many of them have no say in any of this because their, their money is kept from them by their employer and then basically paid on their behalf. So you can see how much of our economy, how much of our system is dependent on the tax system, not for the government to take the tax money, but just to keep people employed and to keep the system running as it is. The tax system is a huge part of how we live our lives, isn't it? Huge part of the overall bureaucracy, huge part of the, the party system, the inner party, the outer party and the proles, yeah? It's a big part of what we do. So the question is, and my, this is my question for you, do you believe this is done for your benefit? Do you think the normies believe that? What do you think about all of this? I've got a lot to say on this, but before I speak, why don't I read out your comments in the live stream chat? That's exactly what we're going to do. All right. Connor G says that his comment was deleted. I didn't delete it. We've got a few mods in the live stream chat, but it's very rare that they delete anything. Alpha4 says, death and taxes in inverted commas with a little laughy face. Yeah, we hear this when we're young, don't we? Uh, nothing is... What's the, what's the expression? The only certain things in life are death and taxes. Is that the expression? Something like that. And of course, some people don't really believe in death, although I usually save those kinds of conversations for the after show, which does begin within five minutes of ending the, the public stream that you're watching right now. Within five minutes, myself and others are there in the JLB Discord. We hit record, and then we record anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half of us just sitting around chatting with less structure than, than this particular show. So just give me a second while I have a glass of beautiful Bulgarian tap water. Yeah, yeah, boy. If I don't do that regularly, I have to, I have to do that regularly or else my, my voice goes frog mode. RJ says, tax on top of tax. Yes, that's true. Taxes on top of taxes. In some countries, I think, if you work out how much somebody earns, by the time they get their take-home pay, it's less than half of their original income. And then when you factor in sales taxes and other taxes, there are some countries where people might be taking home, what, 30 40% of their, their nominal income. Here's the thing, though. If the government or their proxies like the, the Reserve Bank of Australia or the Royal Mint or whoever, effectively government organisations, even if they're separate, if they print the money or they can create money, you know, not just the currency but the ones and zeros on computer screens, if they can do that, why do they need to take tax? And, of course, the program response is, 
Oh, because if they, if they didn't do that, we'd get inflation. Well, the official story is we still have inflation. They aim for inflation. If you take Economics 101 at university, this is, this is dead set, I can tell you this from, from personal experience. You're taught that your, your government agencies, they're aiming for one to 2% inflation or one to 3% inflation, whatever the monetary you know, policy is at the time, they're aiming for inflation. With the idea being that if you get deflation, then people will hold on to their money, they won't spend it, and the whole economy will suffer as a result. So even according to the official story, we already have inflation. Oh no, but if they, if they just printed the money, we'd get worse inflation. How do you know that? How do you know that? Because they're already creating money out of thin air. According to the official story in America right now, they're creating money like you wouldn't believe. They, like according to their own story, what do they call it, M1 and M2 and M3, the different types of money? It, they're printing like they're going out of fashion. It's like a hockey stick, yeah? Like the, the supposed uh, climate change thing. Oh, look guys, the carbon hockey stick style, which is a complete load of nonsense. According to the official story, that's what they're doing with the money. Just creating it and I don't know where the hell they're sending it, but apparently there's money coming to the system like you wouldn't believe. So if the story is, oh, they can't do that or else inflation, they're already saying they're doing that. So how come they have to tax you? Oh, because if they didn't take out tax, then the inflation would be worse. Yeah. I don't think people have really thought through this very far, to be perfectly frank with you. I don't think they've thought through it. I just don't think they've thought through it. Okay, so let's go back to the live stream chat. Alpha 4 says, the tax man be getting the baddies, like my Al Capone. Excellent point. We hear these stories in the media. Oh, this celebrity, this Hollywood actor, this sports star didn't pay his taxes. So the IRS has come and said, hey, brother, we've been going through our notes and we noticed something peculiar. And the celebrity's like, uh-huh. We've noticed you didn't pay your taxes, you cheeky bugger. Oh, really? That was my accountant's fault. Too bad, we're gonna put you on TV now and say that we've stung you for all this cash. Okay, and that's what happens. So people think, oh, I've gotta pay my taxes or else I'll end up like Al Capone or was it Wesley Snipes or one of these other Hollywood actors that were big 30 years ago? They do this regularly, probably once a year. <clears throat> Pardon me, probably once a year they do this. They put some celebrity on the TV. Ah, the IRS caught them not paying their taxes and now they've got to pay it back. And so the regular people are like, oh no, if I don't pay my taxes, they'll come and get me. Which, by the way, might be true. I've never tried this. I've never tried to earn lots of money and not pay tax, okay? I've never tried that. <laughs> so, so for all I know, if you don't pay your taxes, they will come and get you, for all I know. But on the flip side, for all I know, maybe they won't come and get you. And I've spoken with people off the record and on the record, and they tell me, they testify to me, this is their testimony, they say, look, I earn all this money. I've never paid a cent in tax. Or I haven't paid tax in five or six years, or whatever the story is. Nothing's happened to me. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. That wouldn't surprise me if, if the whole idea of you have to pay taxes is a charade. Now guys, this is not financial advice. This is not tax advice. I am not a lawyer, do your own research. I would never say to someone, don't pay your tax, you'll get away with it. I wouldn't say that to someone because I've never done that. I've never earned a significant sum of cash that was taxable and then just said, no, nope, not paying. I've never done it, so I don't know. But I know that some people do say that that's what they've done and they've been fine, so I don't know. Then you've got the other part to this. There are many people, including my old man, my old, <laughs> not my old man, oh, he's kind of like my old man, Lindsay the Silver Fox. He's kind of like my, my de facto truth father. I've got my truth uncles, but then I've got my truth old man, Lindsay the Silver Fox, who, by the way, had a terrific chat with him earlier this week. You can listen to that. Let's go to this. JohnTheBond.com. Bondversations. Check this out. I've got this new podcast series called Bondversations. It's a two-hour podcast 
the first hour, then a break, and then the second hour. And it's available right now. I had a chat with Lindsay during the week, and we discussed Port Arthur. Let's zoom in here for those of you who are watching at home. We discussed what really happened on that fateful day in Port Arthur back in 1996, 25 years ago. We discuss, has the world gotten better or worse over the past 50 years? How would I know? I'm 33 years old. Did he just say 33? Yeah, I said 33. I'm 33 years old. Is, is he, did he just say... Th yeah, I said 33, guys. But if you go back through my previous podcasts, going right back to 2014, the story is consistent. Back in 2014, I was seven years younger than I am today. So I was 25, 26, 27. I'm 29 years old. I'm 30. Well, guess what? Now I'm 33 years old, aren't I? Am I not? Yes, I am. How old was it when I started? 2014. I think we started in October 2014, so I would have been 27. And here I am now, 33, turning 34 this year. Man, the time flies, doesn't it? Goodness gracious me. But getting back to the point of my story, how would I know how things were back in the 60s, 70s? How would I know? I've got no idea. Lindsay was there, and he's got, a very, he's got an amazing memory. He used to drink, but I think he quit drinking at the age of 30. Smart man. And so he is sharp as a tack. Sharp as a tack. And you can listen to this, Bondversations episode 01, myself and Lindsay the Silver Fox talking about all these things and more. We also discussed, in this day and age, can an old dog learn new tricks? Lindsay is into his 70s now, <clears throat> pardon me, and he's still creating content. In fact, he has a video about Port Arthur that has over 50,000 views on YouTube. It's a terrific video. We talk about that and so much more. Bondversations episode one. Now, I will tell you, that is currently just for the members of JohnLeBond.com. But I'm sure I will send out this conversation, this bondversation, to the people on the mailing list. All the more reason to be on the JLB mailing list and all the more reason to make sure that you occasionally check your spam folder, your promotions folder, your social folder, your other folder, whatever it is with your mail platform. Check it, check it once a week. There's a chance there's an email from me with some excellent content, normally just for members, now for you for free. And like I've explained before, by trying to build up the mailing list, it's gonna help me next time I get kiboshed by my YouTubes, I can just send out material via the mailing list. It's a smart thing to do. I'm very happy with how the mailing list is going. It's up to almost a thousand people on the list. So things are going well. And if you're a content creator, I hope that you have your own mailing list as well. Make a video or make a blog saying, guys, sign the mailing list. It's free. You can find platforms that do it for you for free. And then when you need to send out new material to people, bang, done, mailing list. It's a bit old-fashioned, but sometimes, sometimes old hat works well. So make sure on that mailing list, I'll send out Bombersations episode 01 to you within the few next few days, I would imagine. Terrific conversation. And of course, if you're a member of JohnTheBond.com, just go and check it out right now. Terrific conversation. Lindsay the Silver Fox, what a legend. So getting... Oh, yeah, and so Lindsay is one of these uh, people who believe in this idea that... And I don't want to speak out of turn. I don't want to misrepresent his position. We, we discussed it before on previous content. But basically, his position is that the legislation that was brought in to uh, bring in things like income tax and certain municipal or local government fines, all this kind of thing, that either the legislation is itself unconstitutional or unlawful, or if you read into the legislation, there are ways around it. Things to do with promissory notes, I believe. This idea that if they send you a fine for, say, $300, you can send them a, a promissory note for 300 And guys, this is not the official story or the, the unofficial story. This is just my basic understanding of what people like Lindsay are suggesting. You can just send them a note for 300 Or there's some trick where you can sort of question them how you... I, I, look, I don't know. I don't know. And we didn't discuss that in, in Bombersations 01. But next time I get Lindsay on the show, I will focus on that particular topic. I find it interesting, but I do not promote those ideas because I've never done it. I've never 
I've never done these things, so how can I say this works? And here's one of the big problems with the so-called truth scene, the alternative conspiracy truth scene, the act realm as I call it. There's all these people saying, do this, do that. They don't do it, they've never done it. There's no documentation they've ever done it. This whole scene is full of, and you know what the thing is? They're not even charlatans, most of them. They're not trying to mislead you. They're just stupid, and they have these fantasies in their mind of what works, but they've never done it. Because they've heard it from so many people, it becomes truth to them. This is how most people operate. When they hear things from enough people, especially from authoritative sources, it just becomes true to them, even though they've never done it. So you hear all these people talking about, here's what you eat to be healthy, or here's what you do to be healthy, or here's what you do to save money from the tax man or whatever. They've never done it. They're complete bullcrap. Now, in Lindsay's, uh, to his credit, he has done some of the things that he talks about. So that's why I listen to what he has to say. Most people who are like, oh, do this, do that, I'm like, have you done it? Or, well, no, you haven't, so shut your mouth. Or at least, if you're going to blah, 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 go do it to somebody else. I don't have time for this nonsense. So anyway, guys, hope you're enjoying the show. I do get a little bit tangential during the life. Look, guys, I just feel blessed. I get to sit here on a Monday evening here in beautiful Bulgaria, drinking my Bulgarian tap water. I get to read your comments, play your voicemails, go through these ideas, and just enjoy the show. And I hope that you're enjoying the show. I really do. Ah, good stuff. All right. <clears throat> Pardon me. Okay, so where were we? Oh, that's right. We were going through the live stream uh, comments. Let's go and check it out. More than 30 people watching live right now. Let's have a look here. Uh, Mike G says they print money as if it were worthless. Well, that's the thing. It's not just printing the money. It's making it pop into thin air. So according to the official story of the entire money supply, only a small percentage is what we call currency, like the notes and the coins and what have you. The majority of it is just on computer screens, isn't it? PE33 says that JLB isn't real. Just kidding. Well, some people do believe. There's a, there's a theory out there that I am the front man or the speaking piece for a team of people who write articles, record podcasts, make videos, make appearances at other places like Fakeologist, but I'm really just part of a team. And that team is employed by one of the intelligence agencies, whether it's the CIA or the Mossad or some, some agency we've never even heard of. And we're being sent or we're being employed to distract the so-called truth movement or to discredit them or to do something nefarious, basically. That's what they believe. And I take it as a wonderful compliment. Yes, I do release lots of content. I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of what I've achieved with JohnTheBond.com over the last seven years. Well, there really wasn't a JohnTheBond.com until 2016. So really the last five years, but I was podcasting before that, obviously, and YouTubing as well. And I'm very proud of uh, what I've managed to put together here over the last few years. So the idea that someone thinks, oh, JLB, here's a team of people. I'm like, man, thank you. Like, I, I have put a lot of time and effort into this, so I do appreciate that. Thank you. All right, let's take a look. Hassan says, disappointing, JLB. It's boring. I think he's talking about this show. Well, Hassan, what can I say, man? What do they, what's that expression? Uh, you get what you pay for. How much did you pay to be here? Nothing. So if you want to, why not go elsewhere? Before you do leave, though, let me know in the live stream chat. I'm going to read out your comment. Where else is better than this? Like, where can you hear people discuss media fakery, sync, philosophy, current affairs, if that's what you're into? These broader conversations about the meta script, where else? I can tell you some places. Uh, fakeologist, Dark Matter Radio, where you'll find Fakeologist and Tim Osman, the Infinite Plane Society. That's three that I know of. There's another one I found recently called Black Pill Radio or something. And uh, they're terrific. I'm going through their back catalogue. They're sensational. I'm planning to do an interview with them very soon. It blows me away how far ahead they are of most people. So that's, what, three or four that come to mind? Who else? 
Who else is putting out content like this and helping you to be part of it, reading your comment? Who else is doing this? Please tell me because I want to go and listen to them. I really do. So help me out here. Let's go and take a look. There's one clown in the live stream chat. Guess what, mate? Watch this. Comment gone. Just like that. What a waste of your time. All right, let's take a look. What else is going on here? Shills vs. Shills says people live through the screen. That's true. It's true of me as well. I spend a lot of my time behind this screen. And then I'll write an article or I'll do a podcast or a video. I'll release it. I'll look forward to reading the comments. A lot of my life is lived through the screen. So I'm not trying to suggest there's anything wrong with it. Else that would make me a hypocrite. What I was talking about earlier was... And we're all hypocrites to a certain degree, I think. Some people much worse than others. What I was suggesting was that Twitter... Because I never really used Twitter much. I've only found out in the last few months just how addictive Twitter is for a lot of people. Now, for me, I don't find it addictive. There are other things I'm addicted to. Twitter is not really one of them. There's a message board that I use that I'm addicted to. Uh, there's other things, but, but, the, um, but Twitter doesn't really seem to, to grab me like it grabs some people. That's the point I was making. Timothy says, if you have money, then best way is to keep them in offshore or in credit bank account. Because banks do not report credit accounts to the IRS, and Russians cannot properly read Russian language. <clears throat> Pardon me, I don't really get what he means about the Russian thing. He then says, IRS laws declare that all taxes are cancelled. All taxes are donations in Russia. You know what you should do, Timothy? Here's my advice to you. Leave a comment at the mailbag of apostasyshow.com or leave a voicemail. Go into more detail and I will either read out your comment, your voicemail, your message bag rather, comment, or I'll play your voicemail. Go into more detail because I don't think this live stream chat can give you enough space to, to properly elucidate what you're trying to share with us. Let's see who else is in there. Call Day 23 says, the only group JLB is part of must be the Bulgarian Public Water Board. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this is good water. And, and I have made this point before. If you grew up in Australia where the tap water... <clears throat> pardon me, I can't speak for all of Australia. But certainly in Melbourne, the tap water is not that good in my opinion. Brisbane, it is, in my opinion, horrific. Like you can smell the chlorine when you turn the tap on. It's terrible. So you come to beautiful Bulgaria and it's just an amazing thing. At least this part of Bulgaria. Although I have noticed lately, because lately this town's been a bit more busy, because uh, it's a ski town, I've noticed a lot of the people, the, the tourists I suppose, walking around with bottles of water, like they're buying bottles of water from the shops, which is what, we, it's what you do when you're in, say, Thailand or in, say, um, Malaysia, Vietnam. You buy bottles of water because the tap water you don't trust it. So seeing all the people here buying bottles of water, I'm like, do they not trust the tap water here? Like, how, how good must a tap water be in their country if this isn't good enough for them? I want to I go find out where they're living, what country they're living in, and go and try the tap water there. Because if this isn't good enough for them, then by crikey, they must come from tap water heaven. Tap water. Mm -mm -mm. Good stuff. Okay. What else we got here? Council of Nine Years says, Evening. Yes, evening to you. We've got about 40 people watching live. Welcome one and all. Let's get back to the 37 Things normies believe we've gone through the the first item on the list we'll save that one because i've got the 37 things conspiratards believe and for those of you who are new to this show we're going through these two lists not in any great detail just an overview get your thoughts whatever and then once we've gone through the two lists then we're going to dedicate an episode to each one of these items an entire show dedicated to the page shields meme the free energy concept 
the all truth should be free uh, belief system. The elite class is evil. Every like one by one, guys. We're going to dedicate an episode to all of the previous thirty-seven things and always believe. Human evolution, the atoms. We're made of atoms. Uh, the population hoax. Seven billion people. Give me a break. The giant spinning ball. I call it a hoax. Maybe you believe you live on a giant spinning ball. That's pretty cool if you believe that. Like if you truly believe that you live on a giant spinning ball, man, that that's a pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like in a way, I kind of think that's kind of. Like, not just adorable, but kind of cool. Like, you really think you're spinning around on the Earth's axis at like a thousand miles an hour, and then you're flying around the sun at what, tens of thousands of kilometers an hour, and then the sun's flying through. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of trippy in a cool way, if you really believe that. And I think most people do. I used to. What else are we going to talk about? So every one of these things is going to get its own dedicated episode here at ApostasyShow.com. Yeah, yeah, boy. The whole lot of them. But we have to get through each one as a dot point. Just to help you get an idea of what we're talking about here at apostasyshow.com. And as Serino explains to you in the introduction, what is an apostate? What is apostasy? Apostasy is leaving behind your old belief systems. So chances are, I used to believe most of these things. I know that I used to. I used to believe most of the things on 37 Things I Always Believe. Almost all of them. And I used to believe uh, some of these things on 37 Things Conspiratards Believe. Because I went through a conspiratard phase myself. In fact, I'm kind of still in it a little bit. But mostly out of it. So a lot of these things I, I did used to believe. Okay. So let's talk about item number four of 37 things conspiratards believe. Number four. The elite class is evil and seeks to enslave. <clears throat> pardon me. Let's try that again. And seeks to enslave and or eradicate humanity. The elite class is evil and seeks to enslave and or eradicate humanity. Let me know in the live stream chat. Do you believe this? I promise I won't attack you, I might mock you by... Imp I won't mock you directly. I might mock you by implication. Like, I might make a broad statement mocking those who believe this. So if you're in that subset of people, you might take it personally. But that's, that's, I'm not trying to offend people, guys. But some beliefs to me are worthy of mocking. They are comical. They're amusing. And this idea that the elite class is evil and wants to enslave or eradicate us, up until about... March of last year, I found this one to be rather absurd. I went through believing it years ago, especially when I found that about birth trauma and you know ultrasound. You know when they, you know when the mother goes to, I guess, uh, a doctor or a medical clinic or some prenatal care facility, and they put the jelly on the belly and then they put that transducer over the belly, you know, to find out the sex of the baby or to check that the baby's okay. When I found out what ultrasound really is, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, we're talking 20, I first found out about it to an extent, but not really back in 2016. That's when I first learned about birth trauma in general, but like the actual physics, if you like, and the history of, of ultrasound and the real truth about it and certain scientific studies that no one seems to know about, but they're there, they were published they're fine. They, you see, they seem to have kiboshed the, uh, the studies into the long-term effects of ultrasound. Like, why don't they do new studies on these kinds of things? Because the studies they were doing 20, 30 years ago probably revealed too much about the agenda. You know what I'm trying to say? And so I looked into all of that back in 2017. Man, there were some black pills, man. You could drink all the Bulgarian tap water in the world and still struggle to swallow these black pills. Dark, dark, dark time dark time. Oh, we're just going to put some jelly on the belly and just, ah, oh, see, he's, 
See how he's turning away from the ultrasound? Oh, it's almost like he knows that we're watching him. Uh, yeah, the baby knows because it is being pierced by radiation. Oh, JLB, it's not radiation. It's just sound. No, they call it sound because most people are so stupid that if you call it ultrasound, they don't ask any more questions. It's just sound. Sound is harmless. You know, I'm talking, this is sound right now. Sometimes you go to a concert, it's a little bit too loud, but your, your ears recover. It's just sound. It's just sound. It's not sound. Ultrasound is not sound. Okay, it's a misnomer. It's a misdirection. And it fools almost all people, including so-called awake people. Look at all these people who sit around talking about my vaccines, my quaxines, as we should call them, to avoid the uh, senses. They say, oh, the quaxines are bad for you, man. They're full of chemicals and they're bad for children especially. Okay, fine, fine. How come these people spend all this time, countless hours, talking about my quaxines? They never talk about my ultrasounds. How come? I'll tell you why. Because they either don't know or they don't want to let on what they do know. And most of them, it's, it's the first group, not the second. And what am I talking about? Well, I've actually got an article about this at johnthebond.com. So let's go to the search function. And the search function on johnthebond.com works better than Google these days. Google, what a schmozzle. Now, if we type in ultrasound, what comes up? Let's go and take a look. Oh, but JLB, man, you've got an ultrasound because otherwise we don't know if there's something wrong with the baby. Okay. And what if they find out that something is wrong with the baby? Oh, well, then they can um, intervene. What can they do? Oh, well, they, they, they do certain... What do they do? Nothing. There's nothing they can do other than say to you, uh, actually, you should abort that baby. We think it's retarded, so abort it. That's all they can do. That doesn't help the baby, okay? That doesn't help the baby for two reasons. One, even if it is damaged, do you think the baby wants to be killed? I mean, obviously it's not conscious at that point, the way that we are conscious, but killing the thing doesn't help it. That's ridiculous. Then you've got the false positives. Oh, we think there's something wrong. We think it's got Down syndrome or something. You might want to consider, you know, aborting it. They don't call it killing it. They call it... A... See, humans are so stupid. Just change the name and it fools people. It's not killing it. It's abort... Oh, it's just abort... It's just aborting. It's okay. That's okay. Okay, now how come the scissors? Cut, cut, cut. Bang. It's all over. Goodness gracious me. So anyway, what about the false positives? How about these babies that are being killed because the ultrasound was like, oh, actually, it's... There's something wrong with it. Okay, just abort it. It's for the best. Okay? This is ridiculous. They cannot intervene to help the baby in any way. Okay? They can't. Look into it. You sh Come back to me with one single scientific study with a control group of babies who were identified with the problem and then another group with the same problem but we had these procedures done to them, these uh, invasive procedures done in the womb and show me the long-term outcomes that show this group's better off. You can't. Don't exist. Don't exist in my opinion because I've looked and I couldn't find anything. Blew me away. Tell me some dark, dark places, man, when you find out the truth about these things. And then, of course, you get the people, they feel guilty when they, when they actually realize what ultrasound really is. They feel guilty about it and they get defensive because humans are very egocentric. And so we, have, we like to have this idea that I'm a good person. I'm a good parent. I wouldn't do anything that's harmed my child for the rest of its life. So they get defensive. And it's like, why be defensive? You didn't know any better. No point being defensive. We all make mistakes. If I had children... No doubt I'd make mistakes, especially if I had them 10 years ago. I would have made all kinds of mistakes. But even now, knowing what I know, I would still being a parent involves making mistakes. That's just part of life, we make mistakes. So don't feel bad about what you did. But if you look into ultrasound, my friends, you're going to find some dark, dark shit. Unless your research is just Googling it and going to Wikipedia. Oh, it's non-ionizing radiation and the experts say that as long as there's only a couple of ultrasounds, it'll be okay. Right? That's pretty much the official story. 
What is non-ionizing radiation? See, again, the word trickery, right? The sorcery with words, with language. It's non-ionizing. That makes it okay. Okay, what do you think is coming out of your router right now? Okay, what do you think it is? Oh, it's non-ionizing oh, non radiation. Oh, I see, I see, okay. So maybe non-ionizing radiation isn't as safe as it might sound, okay? And then think about it, the baby's in an amniotic sac, right? When you were a kid, you were probably told, don't tap the goldfish thing. The, it's, it's too loud. The, their ears are surrounded by water. There's nothing the fish can do, right? It's, it's super loud to them. What do you think ultrasound does to the baby in that amniotic sac? And of course, it's not sound, it's radiation. But it's concentrated radiation on the sac, isn't it? And this is where people are like, oh, JLB, uh, well, where's your evidence that it's, that it's dangerous? You know what? I'm glad you asked. There's a whole ton of evidence. Go to johnthebond.com, go to the search function. A former ultrasound practitioner sent me their testimony of, of what's going on. Fascinating. Go and check that out. And of course, I spoke about ultrasound in uh, Hello Darkness, my old friend, back in 2019. As you can see on the thumbnail, let's zoom in on that thumbnail for those of you watching at home. Hello darkness, my old friend. And there's my little Pepe with the old JLB beanie. And you can see the big phone towers and you see the mother like just hopelessly ignorant to what's going on. And there's the transducer. And the, that's an expert. They're wearing a white coat. You can trust them. They're wearing a white coat and a, what do you call those things? A stetho, whatever you call the damn thing. You can trust this person, right? They're experts. Okay, they wouldn't do anything that's going to damage a baby. No, no way. You can trust my experts, bro. You can trust them. Of course you can. Alien Tech, Infertility, and the Stargate Sync. I've sent that one out to the mail list back in the day. I might resend that one soon. That one's pretty full on. So, and that's just the first page of results. There's a whole ton of stuff to do with ultrasound at johnlebond.com. Go and check it out. If you're a member already, you can access all of it. If you're not a member, then only some of it you can access. But you can access more than enough to find out what's going on. Or forget JLB. Why not do your own research? It'll take you a few hours to track down the scientific studies, but when you find them, be prepared. Be prepared, my friends, because we have been misled. And so when I discovered all of that, I went through a phase of thinking the elites were evil. But then over the next few years, I came to realize, well, no one's forcing people to ultrasound. The, the information's all there. People who are stupid enough to do this to their kids, to their little new, newborn kids, you know, they're, that's them doing it, not the elite, right? But then, of course, the world changed back on 3-11-2020, didn't it? And all of a sudden, I had to reconsider my opinions on are uh, the elites evil? I had to reconsider everything. And to be perfectly frank with you right now, if you come to me and say, JLB, the elites are evil, I'm like, that's, look, that's fair enough. If you believe that, that is... I think there is enough evidence to make that case based on the last 15 months. I think you could make that case. But I do still think you can make the case that most people are their own worst enemies because they spend too much time stressing out. They spend too much time mistreating their own mind, body, soul. They spend too much time mistreating others, putting bad karma out there. Then it comes and smacks them in the face, doesn't it? So I think people are still their own worst enemies. But maybe there is a case to be made about the elites. The elites, we're speaking very broadly here, the elites helping this process along. What do you think? Let me know in the live stream chat. Let's go and take a look what people are saying. And someone sent me a Discord message. Call specific chat. What are they saying? Let me just check. It could be a, a thing. Oh, it's Mike G says the show's going off. Thank you, Mike G. I appreciate that. So let's go and take a look at what people are talking about in the live stream chat. Let's have a look. Let's go and take a look. Put that clown in the timeout. That's the way. So let's read the live stream chat. 
PE says that Silverchair Silver taught me about Aussie tap water. Silverchair's uh, an Australian band, and they were big back in the late 90s, I want to say. And most probably, I would imagine that most Americans probably haven't really heard of them. But if you're my age or thereabouts, you remember Silverchair being big back in the day. I'm just trying to think, what was their biggest song? It will come to me. What was their biggest song? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, it kind of does matter, but not really. Jenna Lovecraft says our state's tap water quality fluctuates greatly depending on which part of the state you're drinking in. Yeah, I'd believe that. And I've read it's the same thing here in, in Bulgaria. Like, I'm in a snow town. So I'm, I'm guessing that this tap water is pretty much coming straight from the, from, the, from the mountains. But maybe other cities, it's, it's worse quality. Alpha 4 says ultrasounds and then the, the greater than sign, vax. That's not what... Look, the, vac, the, the quaxes could be bad. Okay, they could be. And maybe they are coming uh, soon to a, to a doctor's clinic near you, maybe. But I can tell you what's already here and what has already been shown by the official story to have a long-term negative effect on the growth of the child. Long-term, I'm talking. That's already been demonstrated. And that was back when ultrasounds were significantly less powerful than they are today. So what's a bigger deal? A quack scene that may or may not be coming that may or may not be dangerous. Or the ultrasound, radiation. The radiation that has already been shown to have negative long-term consequences for the children who are subjected to these things. You tell me. Which one sounds worse? You tell me. Dirty Benny One says, Most sono, as in sonograph readings, just parrot what the tech thinks, accounting for the false positives. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me one bit. Shills vs. Shills says, ultrasound explains the idiocracy. I believe, Shills vs. Shills, that that is the case. I think if you, if you came to me and said, from all the research you've done, what's the one thing you can point to that explains the sheer moronicness, the sheer idiocy of the masses? Just point to one thing. Uh, one external thing or one non-natural thing, if I can put it that way. Because I think humans are just their base level is stupid. Just like all the other animals. They, they, the birds fly in flocks, the fish swim in schools. Humans do as the, the herd does. But what's one... And that's, I think that's always been the case. I think it's part of our nature. But what's one external thing that has led to this? Is it school? Is it quack scenes? Is it food? Is it artificial light? Maybe. My best guess is the radiation. We like radiation. AJ206 says, I remember Silverchair. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think of their biggest song. They had a song that was like, must have been a top, at least top 10 hit, but I think it was a number one hit in Australia back in 1999, I want to say. Back when I was in grade six, last year of primary school. Silverchair. Oh, here it goes. I know, I know I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> Don't, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Um, mm-hmm. ah, it'll come to me. Anyway. Council of Nine Years says, I do comprehend what you mean by asking who is to blame us or them, if there even is an us or them. Excellent point. These elites, from what I can gather, because I don't think I've ever met them, then I don't think, I don't, I don't assume that they're separate from, from the, we all live in a system, guys. Now, some of us might not be happy about our place in the system, because, oh, I have to go after some normie job, and they take the tax money, and my boss is a dick, and I don't earn that much money, and I can't afford a nice house, and blah, blah, blah. But that system that, that you're in or that we're in, it's the same system from top to bottom as far as I can tell. Now, sometimes I do hypothesize or speculate there might be some separate group 
maybe in some secluded area in Switzerland or in Liechtenstein or one of these places or maybe some island in the ocean that we don't even know exists who they're not part of the technology they're not part of all of this they're separate from it I do speculate about that but I've got no evidence that's the case we don't know what we do know is even the wealthy people are still part of this system okay they've got to keep their money in banks all right or in offshore accounts or whatever they have their money held up in assets like houses or what have you and they're still subject to all the laws made by the ultimate government and this is getting a little bit abstract uh, for the first day of the show we usually save the abstract stuff for later on but the point here is I'm not convinced that the Hollywood actors and that the the Jeff Bezos and the Mark Zuckerbergs and the Elon Musks first I'm not convinced they have all the money that's claimed that they have but even if they do have that money that's like their net worth most of that is tied up in companies companies who are treated as a person by a law law that is ultimately administered by who? the government it's all part of a system is the point that I'm trying to make to you and who knows, maybe, maybe these people ultrasound their kids as well. I saw a photo back in 2016, I think it was 2016, when, what is Trump's daughter's name? Melania's the wife. What's the daughter's name? I forget. But she was in a hospital and she'd just given birth. And she looked like she'd just been through three days of torture. She looks like she's trying to smile because she's got the baby, but she looks miserable. And she's in the, the hospital which to me is just a death trap of a place to be. And I found myself thinking, and that photo could be fake, who knows? But what if even people like Trump's daughter have their children in hospitals? Okay, and what if they still go through the instant vaccinations and vitamin shots, whatever they're called? What if they get like, you see what I'm trying to say here? Do you see the point that I'm making to you? Maybe, that, maybe there's not so much of a removal as people seem to imagine. Obreek says, JLB, have you seen the talk about the role of Bojo being played by Matt Lucas? No, I have not seen that. I've heard Tim Osman from the Infinite Plane Society talking about that. The whole, you know, this person's being played by someone else, I find it interesting. Like, it's interesting from the conspiratainment angle and from the thought experiment angle. But it's not something I pay much attention to myself. So, to answer your question, no, I haven't seen the, the speak that you're referring to. Okay, so let's go and take a look at the, uh, the voicemail. We were left a voicemail, and I forgot to uh, double-check who the email was from, because uh, I get sent an email saying this, that this, has, this new voicemail has been left. And then if they leave their name in the name box, it says whatever name they've left. And I forgot to double-check it, but I think they call themselves Minarkle something. So Minarkle, if that isn't the name that you used, I apologize. That's what your name is to me for today. And I truly appreciate this voicemail. So why don't we play this right now? This is the person I'm referring to as Monarchal. They left this voicemail, I believe, yesterday or the day before. Let's check it out. Hey, 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 JLB. What up from uh, not-so-screwed California? So uh, listen. So Monarchal is coming to us from California. And uh, I really enjoy your content, John. I checked it out since June, July, the, that old 2020 summer hoax and all that. And... Uh, so he says, and by the way, I repeat what the voicemail says, partly in case there's an audio problem, you can't hear them, but also partly so that I can make sure I've, I've understood them by repeating back what they've said. Wow, man, I really like your dino hoax, your, um, your um, I know you're tired of this one, the war hoax. He's referring to how, was it last week or the week before I said, I'm sick of all these people who want to talk about the war hoax. I talk about so many hoaxes. Why is the war hoax this one that is so difficult for people to grasp. And if they can't grasp it, that's fine. And if they want to send me messages, like that's fine. But I guess the point I was making was, 
And I was thinking out loud, why is this one so difficult for people? No, especially the history of hoax. I mean, how did nobody get to that? It's so, it's amazing that most of the history from Egypt, the Romans Empire garbage, and the uh, even that of the Babylonian, which nobody has record of, um, even that managed to go all the way to like the late 1700s, mainly by resources and resources and resources. And uh, wow, man, I mean, that, that's really like on top of the game. Like you really are the only one to have done that. It's crazy. So what Menachal is suggesting, like first he asks, how come no one else has done this work? The history hoax stuff, which for those of you who are new, I'm not just sitting here saying history hoax. What I'm saying is, let's find out the official story of, for instance, Herodotus, this ancient Greek historian. We're given stories about what this guy said and did. Let's find out the sources for those stories. Let's find the books about this guy. Okay, this book was written in, say, 1950. That's, that's many thousands of years after Herodotus. So this guy who wrote this book that is now in libraries, where did he get his information? Oh, he gives this reference or this citation. Let's go and get that book. Let's go. And so if you follow this path backwards, what happens? Right? That's what I call the history. This is what I call primary source research methodology. I've got an article about it for free at johnlebond.com where I explain, here's, what I'm ta- here's the research I'm doing. Because a lot of people call themselves researchers. What are they doing? Watching YouTube videos. That, no offense, that's not research. I'm talking actually getting your hands on the book or finding a, a PDF copy at the Internet Archive or whatever, finding the sources, tracing the sources, tracing the, And how far back can we go? Because we imagine that someone has the primary source, the actual thing that was written by Herodotus and his other characters. That is not the case. And not only that, but the sources only go back a couple of hundred years. And not only that, if you, if you follow this process, which I've done many times, and so have other members of JohnTheBond.com, if you follow this process, generally you're going to get back to the 1700s, sometimes the 1800s. And that source will cite no other sources. It's just written like a fictional book, like just a, a regular book, like a storybook. No footnotes, no references, nothing. And it almost seems as though those books from a couple hundred years ago weren't even meant to be taken as nonfiction. But at some point, someone's come along and turned it into nonfiction. And now people truly believe that there was an ancient Greece, that there was an ancient China, that there was an ancient Egypt. Right? People truly believe that. I used to believe that until I did the research. That is what Menachul is referring to. And I'm so glad to hear that he has himself taken this uh, trip to Tucson, as I call it, tried to trace the sources. And he said, Menachal says that he got to the 1700s, which, as I said to you, is a case for myself and the people at JohnTheBond.com who've tried this for themselves said, right, I'm going to spend hours and hours if I have to, find the story, trace the sources, where do I go? It always goes to the wireframe mesh, guys. It always goes to the wireframe mesh. This thing that you can see in the background of my website, that's from the 13th floor. It always goes back to the wireframe mesh because there was no ancient Greece, there was no ancient China, there was no ancient Egypt. I know how crazy that sounds. And then people come to me and they say, oh, but how, how about the pyramids? They're thousands of years old. That's what you were told. What evidence? And you know what I usually get as a response? Oh, well, um, they see the, the water damage. There's, there's like water damage and they, they, yeah, so what? Oh, well, they, they can use that to work out that it's there. How? Well, they just can. They're experts. Give me a break. Listen, you can find, especially in a town like this is a couple hundred years old, you can find where water's been dropping from the roof and it's already leaving markings on, uh, on the ground, right? Like water, just a, a water drop, dropping is not going to damage anything. But give it a few years and yeah, all of a sudden you can start to see marks on the ground. So who's to say that over a couple hundred years from when the pyramids actually were built or found or whatever the case might be, who's to say that the water damage that you're told about, if it's even there, Who's to say that that isn't from a couple hundred years ago? Oh, well, the expert... What? Ha, be honest. Have you checked 
Okay, they must have a methodology. Have you checked the methodology? No, you haven't. So he's going to assume it's real. Why? And think about the people who profit from the stories of the pyramids. The tourism industry in, in Egypt, obviously. The people who sell books. The people who do podcasts about this stuff. There's a huge audience for it. And you know what? I've got no problem with that. I have got no problem with storytellers making money from telling their stories. Because there's an audience for it. And that is what the masses want, is they want stories. We all love stories, by the way. But the masses especially love their stories about history. I don't have a problem with that. What I'm saying is, if someone wants to say that their framework of the world is based on objective or empirical evidence, now you can't come and tell me that ancient history is real. Because I'm going to say to you, what's the evidence? Because guess what? I've checked. I know there is none. So you see, that's the problem. The masses want to believe in Herodotus? Go for it, man. I've got no problem with that. That's different to pretending that you care about the truth. Okay? Because if you care about the truth, that should involve objective empirical evidence. Now you can see there's a big problem, can't you? So you see the difference there? The masses want to believe what they want. Totally shwite, mate. But you want to call yourself a, a researcher or you want to pretend that your opinions are based on objective or empirical evidence. Now you're going to need some. And good luck finding any that ancient Egypt is more than a couple of years old. Good luck. Seriously. Let's get back to this uh, lovely voicemail from the fellow who I'm calling Monaco. But I mean, it's a fact. I mean, most people just don't want to like jump on that for some reason. They don't want to do that kind of research thing. I mean, it's true. Most so-called truthers don't want to do that research. Especially to realize that the entire days of the whole biblical are nothing more than fraud. So uh, listen, uh, you know, I really like your website as well. However, I mean, just uh out of a personal concern and all this uh, recent day stuff, I mean, just knowing this area in general, I mean, I can't help but know, but uh, you know, I mean, since the whole compromise thing, and you know, I, as great as you are, I'd rather not. I mean, I, I checked your stuff out through uh, Infinite Plane Radio. So, I mean, I call. I think what he was getting at there is he doesn't want to join as a member because he's afraid of giving over personal details, or whatever, which I totally understand. When you join as a member of JohnTheBond.com, the payment is facilitated via PayPal. So PayPal will get your details. I don't. And no offense to anybody, I don't want your details. I don't even care about your so-called legal name. All I care about is your username. And I refer to the members of my site via their username. That's, I, if they want to say, oh no, my name's really Chris. Okay, fine, I'll call you Chris. Like, whatever you want. But all I need is the username and the email from PayPal saying this person signed up. That's all I need. I don't want or need your personal details. No offense. But however, when it comes to you, John, I mean, I don't want to exactly, you know, jank up your... Mind you, if you sign up through PayPal and then PayPal has your details, I can check that information through PayPal, right? So, like, if you're afraid of your real name being known by me, then you don't want to sign up as a member of JohnTheBond.com because I can actually see that information. But what I can never see is your bank card or even your payment method. Like, none of that comes to me, nor should it, nor should it. But even if you use your so-called real name through PayPal and then I can check that information, guess what? No offense, I don't want or need that information. I'll be quite happy if even that wasn't available to me through PayPal. I'll be quite happy if all I could access through PayPal was your email, because I always send out the welcome email to all new members, and whether or not you've paid to be a member, that's all I need. That's all I need. <laughs> that's, no offense, I don't want any more information there. So I think that's what he was, uh, what, what Mark was getting at, which by the way, guys, if you don't want to join as a member of JohnTheBond.com, that's not a problem, okay? Uh, lots of people have their own reasons for not joining as a member. That's totally cool. What it means, though, is that you're missing out on what comes with being a member. We've got our own Discord. We've got our own member forum. And we've got our own little e-community of people who don't all agree about everything. But at a fundamental level, we respect this idea of empirical evidence, objective evidence. What does that lead to? 
most of us are also pretty into the idea of sync. So not just what is the news story today, is it fake or whatever. What's the metascript? What's, what is being conveyed by this story? Oh, okay, a boat gets uh, what's stuck in the canal just after drawing a, a big dong, supposedly, before entering the, the canal, the C-A-N-A-L, the C-anal. It draws a big dong before getting stuck. Okay, is there more to this story? on a subtextual level. Well, guess what? Most of the members of JohnLeBond.com are into that kind of conversation. So if you like opinions that are based on empirical or objective evidence, and then speculations or ruminations based on the sinks and the metascript, guess what? You're gonna find a lot of those people at JohnLeBond.com. Lovely place full of lovely people, collegiate, friendly, it's fantastic. By not joining as a member, that's what you're missing out on. But if you don't want that or need that, totally cool. You guys do not owe me anything and there's a ton of free content at johnthebond.com, so it'll take new people literally months to get through all of it. There is uh, no rush to join if you're not interested or if you're scared of the the PayPal details, or whatever. Totally cool. Style or not, so I mean, now that's one thing. But like the the main thing uh, I really do have a little bit of trouble on is the oil crisis. I mean, uh, oh my bad, the oil hoax. So how how would that be exactly work? So would it just be that the oil is just not like? Where they say they come from is it? So what Monaco was saying is that one topic that he struggles with that I cover at JohnTheBond.com and with apostasy as well is the oil crisis as he refers to it. Now he's asking where does the oil come from? Just the fact that the um, most of the resources are easily producible. I mean, what what is it about the oil hoax? I mean, I'm not exactly. So he's asking about the oil hoax in general. I don't think we've have we covered that one in detail yet. Let's go and take a look at 37 things normies believe. It might have come up earlier on actually. Let's have a look here. Here it is. 37 things normies believe. Item number nine. The oil is a limited and largely non-renewable commodity and is running out. Let me repeat that. Oil, the stuff that we put in the car eventually, is a limited and largely non-renewable commodity and is running out. Is one of the 37 things that normies believe. That's what I used to believe as well. Now, what is oil really? I don't know where the oil comes from. Okay, I can't speak from empirical observation. But I can come up with some theories, and we discuss all of this and more when I was chatting with Lawrence Wright. Hold on, let's go and take a look at this. Let me just put this into the search bar here. Hold on, hold on. Lawrence Wright from the United Kingdom. Uh, that won't. I forgot to put the T in there. Hold on a second. Ah, oh, that still comes up. See, the search function on JohnTheBond.com is even better than Google. When we were chatting with Lawrence Wright back in the day, and this is all available at JohnTheBond.com right now. We spoke about many topics, including where does oil really come from. Lawrence has a theory that in the Middle East, it is being produced, not dug from the ground, but produced there. Interesting theory. I'm open to that. I wouldn't be surprised if oil is being produced everywhere. Like each country, each major country anyway, has its own production facility. Now, what would they use to produce the oil? I can't say that I know for sure. I'm also open to the idea that they don't need to produce it. They actually do get it from the ground, that part's true, but that the oil just regenerates, okay? Is there a lava shortage of Earth? Oh, a volcano's going off. It's, it's uh, using up all the lava from underneath the ground. No, the Earth seems to generate lava. The Earth generates hot springs. The town I'm in, there's several hot springs where you can go. Some of them are very, uh, very cheap too, like just a few live. And you just sit in this beautiful hot water, this hot mineral water. Oh, it's fantastic stuff, right? And that just keeps coming from the ground. Every year, every all the time, it's there, right? The Earth generates stuff. Why can't it just keep generating oil? They can tell us, oh no, no, 
uh, we're running out. Well, of course, artificial scarcity, put the price up. That's why you're paying a dollar fifty a litre, or whatever Americans are paying for your uh, for your oil. That's why, because it's it, there's a scarcity. That's what they tell us. But but maybe they're just getting it too easy. Yeah, and who could blame them? Imagine if you were one of the group of people who came up with this idea of, hey, we can just get the oil because it's practically free, and then we can sell it, claim that we're running out, and just do this generation after generation, keep telling people, guys, we're running out. No, we're really running out this time, guys. No, seriously. Like, there's billions of people using oil. The Chinese are growing real fast. They're using all the oil. Guys, we're running out. So keep paying 70, 80, 100 bucks to fill your, your tank of, uh, of petrol for your car. That's, that's genius. Honestly, if that's what they're doing, that's brilliant. Who can blame them? Who can blame them for doing that? A lot of people are like, oh, no, JLB, that's wrong. They always, why do they owe us? If they're controlling it, why do they owe us a single thing? No, JLB, it should be for every, should be for all of humanity. Oh boy, don't even get me started on that. All right, so, so am I in on the oil hoax? No, I'm not making any money from the oil hoax. Do I know for sure that it's coming from the ground practically for free or that they're producing it? No, I don't know. But let me tell you what I don't believe. I do not believe that they are running out of oil, and I definitely don't believe that it comes from dead trees, dead plants, dead plankton, dead dinosaurs. Forget about it. So let's go on with the rest of this voicemail. Thank you once again, Minarchal. This is fantastic stuff. Proponents of big oil or anything like that, or even against it, like a key pipeline type. But nonetheless, I mean, it's very uh, interesting to know. Yeah, I mean, keep up the grandtastic work, John. I mean, long live the apostasy. So thank you very much, Manakul. And then that's not, that is not, I'm pretty sure that's not exactly the name that he, that he left, but he knows who he is. He would have heard his voice just then. And guess what, Manakul? You've just won yourself, if you want it, a one-month membership to johnlebond.com. It'll last until the end of April. You can check out all the material at johnlebond.com. Email me, johnlebond123 at gmaymay, and I'll hook you up with a one-month membership. My way of saying thanks to you for taking the time to leave a voicemail, and thanks to everybody who have left voicemails over the past few weeks. Much appreciated. And to all of you who have left uh, mailbag messages as well, thank you very much. Be part of the show, guys. If you can't be in the live stream chat, be part of the show with voicemails or mailbag messages. You're helping to make this show what it is. You make it better. It's me sitting here with my Blue Yeti, my Bulgarian tap water in front of my Acer Aspire V17 Nitro. Okay, obviously I am at the center of the show, but you guys can make it significantly better just by leaving live stream comments, voicemail, mailbags. I truly appreciate it. And my way of saying thanks to Monarchal is email me. I'll hook you up at johnthebond.com. No PayPal necessary, nothing to fear. Come and check it out. I am sure you will enjoy it. So let's go to the live stream chat and see what people have to say for themselves about all of this. Where are we? Let's read through the comments. Ooh, lots of comments. About 40 people watching live, very nice. What have we got here? More Mayor says 33 viewers. Yeah, earlier on there were 33 viewers. This show is full of signs. Well, this show is full of signs. The 33, not really one of them. Dave Miller says, should I leave a voicemail on apostates? Yeah, just go to apostasyshow.com, link in the info box below, leave a voicemail. It's super easy. You record it, because I know many people are um, anxious about their voice. They, they're afraid they won't sound good or they won't sound smart. Here's the best part. You press record, it records, then it lets you play it back before you press send. So if you record it and then you feel like you didn't say what you wanted to say or it didn't come out right, guess what? Just re-record, it's that easy. Then when you're happy, press send. I play it on next week's show, how cool is that? It doesn't cost you a cent. It costs me a little bit. I have to pay the company that does that uh, a relatively small amount in my opinion. See, the way that I see the world, and this, you'd be surprised, a lot of successful people see the world this way. 
Unsuccessful people tend to not see the world this way. What am I talking about? Spend money on good things. If a service is good, pay for it. Okay, that's what I do with SpeakPipe. And it's not that much money. So it costs me a little bit, but I'm happy to pay. Costs you nothing, nothing at all to leave a voicemail like Manakul just did. Link in the info box below to the voicemail. Or just go to apostasyshow.com. Apostasy, A-P-O-S-T-A-S-E-E. So apostasy with your eyes. Yeah, Did you see what I did there? Apostasyshow.com. No, in fact, it's apostasy.com as well. Even easier. Apostasy.com. Let's see. Ivy Bird says, there's so many oil tanks in my state. There's some places where there's so many oil tanks, they are bigger than the city they're next to. Interesting. Dave Miller says, I soon, no, as soon as I saw the Evergreen disaster, I knew it was planned. They want an excuse to hike fuel prices for the summer. That could be the case. Interesting. So lots of lovely, Dirty Benny says, the Beverly Hillbillies, more television programming. Yeah. Television programming up the wazoo. That's right. So we're going to begin the after show in about five minutes, guys. I need to wrap this one up. Let's just go through the main points once again. 37 things normies believe. You can read the entire list. Link in the info box below right now. 37 things conspiratards believe. You can read the entire list. Link in the info box below. This has been streamed through the Dark Matter Digital Network. This Dark Matter thing is getting better every week. Tim Osman's doing fantastic work. And here's the thing. In the ideal world, YouTube would not censor us. In the ideal world, we wouldn't have to worry about getting taken off SoundCloud or off the different... Uh, podcast hosts, right? We wouldn't have to worry about this stuff. But this is just the world in which we live. So why not host our own websites or our own networks? That's what Tim Osman is doing. And he's encouraging more people to come and do their own shows through his network. So it's 24-7 radio streaming. The live shows like this one are streamed live. Then he streams repeat shows from this week and from the archives. It's fantastic stuff. I recommend you go and check it out. And also check out the Infinite Plan Society uh, Patreon It's $5 a month, which is nothing. Come on, that's a coffee a week. And with that, you get access to the JLB, not the JLB, the the IPS Discord, which is a meme factory. I love my Discord uh, network and all the people who are on there, all the philosophical and insightful sync-based discussions. It's good stuff. But we don't really do the memes. We're not really into, like, we just don't do the memes. IPS's Discord is full of memes. It's a lot of fun. And for a lot of people, the so-called truth can be depressing at times why not go and have some fun people making memes about all kinds of current events and what have you it's a lot of fun it's five dollars i strongly recommend you go and check that out also make sure you're on the jobby mailing list i will be mailing out i'm going to mail out that um the tech the alien tech infertility thing again i've sent it out a few months ago i'll send it out once again to the mailing list make sure you're on this mailing list i'll also send out some of my conversation with Lindsay the silver fox just a legendary guy just a fantastic guy my life is so much better from having met that guy. And then I called him last week, during the week. He was on his phone because he, he lives out in the bush now. He lives a long way from, from the nearest major town. So I couldn't speak to him on Skype. I called him on his phone for the interview and he made sure he was in a place with good reception. And uh, even though it was on his phone, it still sounds terrific. He sounds fantastic. 72 years old, sharp as a tack. I'll send the conversation out to the mailing list. So make sure you're on the mailing list and make sure you check your spam folder, promotion, social, all that stuff. Because when I send you something, sadly, there's a good chance that's where it's going to go. But easy to get around. Just check those things. I am on Twitter as well, for better or for worse. And I think that's all I need to talk about. So thanks once again to Monarchal for his voicemail. Send me an email. If you want to join johnthebond.com for free, you get one month on the house, my way of saying thanks. 
uh, to everybody else, why don't you jump on the voicemail? It's free. Leave one for next week. Or if you don't want your voice to be out there, leave a mailbag message. It's free. It doesn't take long. Apostasy.com. That's apostasy with your eyes. Apostasy.com. Go and check it out. And the after show for Apostasy 07 will begin in a few minutes on the John Lamont Discord server. So I hope to see you there. I'll be there in five minutes. Not even. And we'll carry on the conversation like we always do. The after shows are usually an hour to an hour and a half. And uh, it's just a bunch of people who know about this stuff, having a chat and catching up. It's good fun. So I recommend you go and check that out. And if you're a member of JohnLamont.com, you have access to the Discord. Every new member, speaking of which, I mentioned this last week, we do have a few new members at JohnLamont.com. So to KD and to Tyson, I know they got their welcome emails because their responses to me were terrific. And me to you, Tom, as well. To all members of JohnLamont.com, I've sent you the Discord invite. So uh, go and check your, again, your spam folder, the rest of it. You'll find my welcome email with all the information about how to join the Discord and be part of the after calls, which many people are. I'm sure some of you will be in just a moment. So on March 29, 2021, this has been Apostasy Show 07. I've had a lot of fun. Hope you have as well. Big thanks to people in the live stream chat. And big thanks once again to Dark Matter Digital Network. Tim Osman doing great work there. We're streaming through their live every week. I'll see you Monday next week, midday US Eastern Standard Time. Okay, we started a bit late today, but next week we're back to midday, every Monday, US Eastern Standard Time for the Apostasy Show. And again, once again, guys, you guys make the show what it is, so please try and get involved. And uh, your comments, your voicemails, whatever, I respond to them. The live stream chat responds. Let's get the conversation going. So that'll do us for today. Let's find Serena to give us our outro. Here it is right now. And I wish you guys all a lovely week. And I hope to see you all here next week. Have a great week. I hope you enjoy your time on this earth. Time is finite. We don't get that much of it. Why be depressed about it? Let's enjoy life, guys. Let's have fun. Because what's the, what's the alternative? Sit around being depressed? Uh, no, I don't like that one bit. So enjoy your week. Have a great week. And I'll see you next week, Monday, midday, US Eastern Standard Time, here at the Apostasy Show and at Dark Matter Digital Network. Thank you very much. I'll see you in the other show in just a moment. You've been listening to the Apostasy Show, streamed via the Dark Matter Digital Network in association with the Infinite Plane Society. Check out apostasyshow.com for all past episodes and to learn more about how we plan to make apostasy great again. It's okay to question what we think we know. And that's the whole point of the Apostasy Show. Until next time, take care of yourselves.